Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Inside the birds is back. What's going on, everybody? Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, and we're getting close to the finish line. Two days, Two days away oh from the Eagles and the Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl. Finally. And, uh, you know, we're, we're two days away. It doesn't feel like an eternity anymore. But when you think about how far away monday feels you know monday our podcast came out i think that's the one we had john de filippo oh on, yeah right that feels like five years ago flip did a great job helping us break down the really game special man oh, yeah cool. yeah and then we did another one in the middle of the week on wednesday which was just a little bit of a look at andy reed 1.0 versus andy reed 2.0 and in between all that here at radio row which we're recording this podcast from here in uh, phoenix arizona Right. I mean, all the interviews that we've been doing, we still have today for those listening Friday. on Friday. Yep. Yep. Still got a bunch for another four hour, hour, four one hour blocks to go and a lot more interviews. But it just we have covered this game from every angle. And I think the beauty of what we've done this past week is also talk to a lot of people who've just talked football, talked life experience. One of the beauties of where we have a great location here, but much better than we anticipated. You kind of have to walk by our, our, our desk here. So Jeff was, I, I, maybe it was you and Andrew. And I saw Jeff Schwartz. I'm like, hey, you want us to get you on live air? I said, should we get Jeff Schwartz? He, he said, yeah, go get him. I'm like, okay, I'll get him. Yeah. And then uh, Josh Weinfeld works with us, our business manager. I know Ryan Leaf a little bit, and he, he grabbed Ryan for us, which is one of our favorite interviews of the week. But it's hard to rank them. I don't, I don't know. We have 30 interviews, whatever it was. I have 20 or 30 at this point. But the Jim McMahon one, folks unbelievable and he remembered i forget about i forgot about brad gable right he's a richie kotek guy and pat ryan and he went through there's so much about that season 91 that jim remembered that i did not remember and it was just a great interview and, and he's gone through some tough challenges now but yeah it was wonderful yeah he was wonderful ryan leaf similarly wonderful uh, a lot of great football breakdown a lot of great analysis i i do want to take one second to let our listeners know we, we are eternally thankful for Andrew DeCecco, who's joined us all throughout the week and helped us out. For Jimmy Hyden from Public Square Media, who has done all the back-end production. For Josh Weinfeld, as you mentioned, to be here. Jason Avant, done a great job, not only as our guest, who we ask questions to, but he's even sat down and been a part of Inside the Birds interviews where we're interviewing other people as he continues to get more involved with our platform. He's doing a great job. He's 
fantastic as he transitions more to the media side. Jason Vaughn has been a wonderful resource. Uh, and then just everybody else who's who's helped us out. It's been a great week. Oh, our interns, I have to thank. Oh, phenomenal. Ben Paul, Jesse Panaciti, they've been done doing a great job either aggregating or cutting up clips and getting it on, on YouTube. And, of course, Evan Partridge, uh, who also works on the team here. Um, and then everybody who's involved from a sponsorship standpoint. No doubt, man. Too. Great help. Great teamwork by everyone and really associated with our company. And really to the NFL, I got to thank them for giving us a great spot. I mean, this yes. is the first time we've done this here. Other than my stupid hands, which I, I don't know, what did I do? Lean on the desk a couple of days ago and it yeah. kind of knocked us off the air for a little bit. Yeah, so, that was yeah. actually Adam who knocked. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, sorry. And didn't even realize it. No, I no, no idea. <laughs> so, but other than that, we, we've been very lucky. The internet's been pretty good in here. We've got a hard wire. Yeah. And the guests, as you said, have been phenomenal. I've forgotten half of them already because it's been so wonderful. Yeah. And uh, Lewis Riddick joined us uh, on Thursday. It was great. Lou Riddick was, was fantastic. Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker was, was, was great. I mean, we, we've, again, we've been lucky. We've got more today. And hopefully, get more Eagle alumni. We haven't seen many as many as I thought, though. B. West will be here today. Hopefully, we get them. B. Doc will be here today. Uh, who else? Uh, 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 oh, uh, Clay Harbor was fantastic. Clay Harbor was great. He might be joining us next year. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and by the way, as it pertains to this podcast and this preview of this fo of football game yes. coming up on Sunday, I would say ninety five percent of the people who sat down with us to talk about this game and break down the game have said that they think the Eagles were going to win. And I don't know, even those who may, I think Jeff Schwartz, you know, he's a, he's a former chief. He picked Kansas City, but I think even in the interview, he said he felt the Eagles had the better 53. Everyone said that. Yeah. There's, not, there's one no person, it's no, not one person here of the, not 100 yet, maybe 50 people we've spoken to, at least, who said the Chiefs have a better roster. It's obvious it's the better roster, but the better roster doesn't always win. There's there's factors sometimes which you don't you don't see. You figure... You know, you preview it well. We're getting into that later in the show. Injury report's very light, so we'll be doing a heavy preview in this game. It's just the Mahomes factor. How much is Hurts going to be able to run this game? Should mm -hmm. be much better over two weeks. And it's just Andy Reid. He's bag of tricks. You, you, you think you've got a great game plan, and Andy brings out a shovel pass. Jody Fortson, the fourth-string tight end. Uh, Kadarius Tony. we'll get into him. There's going to be something that's going to happen in this game that we didn't see. Uh, I agree with you. A lot of people have talked about the idea of expecting the unexpected. And we know that the Super Bowl is big for that. Philly Special uh, will live in infamy, obviously, and uh, forever. So we will remember the Philly Special. That's something that was unexpected for the New England Patriots. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's uh, just get to the, the details really quick. We will be doing our pregame show Sunday from Rivers Casino. It's going to be 10 a.m. till noon, sort of its normal Sunday slot. So we know a lot goes on the day before the Super Bowl. A lot of people are running around, or the day of, I should say. Uh, a lot of people are running around, getting stuff. Some people are going to isolate themselves in their rooms, I think, <laughs> in Philadelphia. Kind of like me. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to do that. That's too. why I don't go to the game anymore, because when you're in the press box, people are trying to talk to you, get in your ear. I'm like, man, can I watch the game, please? Right. So my wife and I will watch it with our dogs, Twiggy. Right. And uh, no, we'll, we'll definitely do that. No, where will you be? The game. Um, probably doing the same somewhere in my house, watching it, notebook out, you know, pencil out, pad out. Oh, I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna be in our Discord channel. I absolutely will be joining in. What yeah. a great Discord group of Patreon subscribers. Yeah, they're great. I definitely am doing that. 
All right. And also on that Discord, uh, we did speak with Thomas Dimitrov, former Falcons general manager. We've been t- talking about the Chalk Talk series and having another former GM. I'm we up having Joe Banner on. Yeah. But now, yes, but this was really the guy we were alluding to Tom the whole time. It was wonderful because he, he owns a data company now. He tells a great Howie Roseman story. I'll give you one hint. Rick Spielman actually said the same thing the first time we ever talked to him, but not quite in this detail. And it, I'm not going to give it away. And Tom, Dimitrov laughs so hard because Howie's so ridiculous. It's kind of like fantasy football when you're trying to get a better advantage. Uh huh. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Excellent. Well, now we know there's going to be a huge influx of Birds fans coming in here. I mean, it's already started. And I think in the next 24 to 48 hours, the takeover is going to start. You guys need to join us at McFadden's for the best Birds tailgate in Glendale, Arizona before the big game. Philly Sports Trips knows how to throw an amazing tailgate party. Birds fans from all over will be there together celebrating this amazing season along with Hollis Thomas, Jason Avant, John Dorenboss, and Wilbert Montgomery. Book your spot now at phillysportstrips.com. Go birds, they say. By the way, uh-huh. Wilbert Montgomery, Jaws will remember that. I'm going to ask him when I see him this week. He knows the name of that play when Wilbert ran against Dallas for the big game-winning touchdown. Oh, man, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, he just mm-hmm. went to the right. What made, Wilbert was so underrated. Not a Hall of Famer, but, oh, no, but a very such good a terrific player, player yeah. number 31. People forget how great he was. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get started with some of the podcast stuff. Uh, I mean, start of the X's no stuff. Uh, we always start with injuries, so we'll look at the Eagles injury situation. There's really nothing uh, new, thankfully, for the Eagles. No. Uh, it looks sort of like their their injury report for the last week or two. We know Lane Johnson dealing with a torn adductor tendon in the groin. Uh, had some interesting perspective on that from a couple of people who said what helped him a little bit was the fact that the Niners did a mush rush, meaning they would rush – but then kind of they'd stop, stop in their tracks. Yeah. yeah, that helped Blaine Johnson not have to overextend himself on his sets. And uh, we'll see if Kansas City takes the same approach. Yeah, they were so worried about Jalen Hurts that they just did not play the regular defense. It, it, because the game was so out of hand after the first quarter, after Purdy got hurt and then Josh Johnson got hurt, we will never really know what that offense would have looked like, but Cam Jurgens is expected to play with his hip injury. Mm-hmm. When I say play, he'll 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 dress. Available to play, right? Oh, and the big news: this is great. So Landon Dickerson, the hyperextended left elbow, is fine. He took all the reps on Wednesday and Thursday, so he's ready to go. Because we weren't sure until you get out there, but the treatment worked. Robert Quinn is a new injury; he's expected to be available. And Devontae Maddox came out okay. I know he was seen with a boot last week, but that was for a precautionary reason. So, barring anything unforeseen, he should be good to go. And they're going to need him because I'm telling you, we're going to get into this matchup. Folks, it's going to be a passing fest. I just have this feeling. We'll see what happens. But it's Andy Reid. He doesn't believe in running the football. He's the one coach that says, I, I don't care about running the football. I don't care where I'm <laughs> He's coaching. never said I don't care. <laughs> but he doesn't buy play calls. I know. He really the numbers. Does. You he know, does. I hear you. I hear you. But that would be really funny if he one day he said, guys. That should be a shirt. It should, be, it for should be a meme. 20 years now. You know I don't care about running the I mean, run the football. Would you stop? <laughs> Injury updates for the Chiefs. Mahomes with the right high ankle. He's two weeks better now. Uh, he did not look great in the second half of the the, the championship game against the Bengals. But he's going to go, of course. Isaiah Pacheco with a wrist. He'll go. Jerick McKinnon, both angles have light sprains. He'll go. Katarius Tony is the only one. Now, Andy Reid's confident he's playing. Right. He doesn't practice much this week. He's got 
the same troublesome hamstring for over two years now, but he has a new ankle injury. He said he's going to go. Juju Smith-Schuster with left knee swelling. He'll go. Trey Smith, a starting guard. He'll go. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's not even on the injury report. He was activated off IR with a high ankle sprain. Been hurt a lot this season. The only question for him is, like, how much would he really play? Because McKinnon's got his role. Pacheco's mm-hmm. a starter. I don't know how much he even needs to play. He'll dress, but how many snaps he'll get is, is up to them. Yeah, yeah. Now, interestingly, when you talk about Mahomes, we had Dr. David Chow on uh, at yeah. Pro Football Doc, and he's got his uh, company, which is called Sports Injury Central. SIC Central, right. SICcentral.com. He felt that by far Patrick Mahomes is the more injured quarterback. I mean, they're both going to play, but among Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, he felt that the more restricted quarterback is Patrick Mahomes, and he thought by far. Yeah, and you, you had the report with uh, Lane Johnson. Also, we should mention with Lane, uh, no, with, um, with, with Hurts, you, you had noted five, what, six weeks ago, whatever it was, five weeks ago, that also there was an issue with Hurts' his collarbone, but right. it should be ten, it should only be a couple weeks, and right. that's good. It's a we know it's a moderate sprain, as was explained to us by a very plugged in source, um, somewhere in a grade two. But he's not, it's not a hundred percent, but he's the only question is if you're playing the, the player prop, be careful because he's been very careful to go out of bounds, to slide. He wasn't really doing this much before he got hurt. So if you're going to play the player prop, I, I don't know if I trust it, I, I don't know if I would do it. Okay, um, we'll see. Who else do we have to talk about? Willie, Willie Gay. Gay. Willie, Gay. Willie, Gay. Willie Gay is fine with his shoulder. He's he'll be good to the, good to go now. When he got hurt, they backed off of him, but no, he took all his reps. He's good to go. So that's it with injuries. Good. I, you had said this early on. On you said this on Thursday. This should not be a game where okay, this guy's got a big, this team's got a big, big advantage because this player's out. We're not going to have that in this game, right? And and I would like to see. I mean, we all like to see nobody get hurt and healthy, but you want this to be. A really good classic epic game and no, no excuses. Injury no to a major excuses. Play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would suck if, like, with Purdy. Yeah, that, that yeah. would suck. That yeah. would suck. All right. Go to get your game on at the Gallery Bar Booking Games and Ocean Casino Resort. This football season, cheers your favorite drinks while cheering on your favorite team. Get in on a parlay while in the middle of a party. Go for the sports scene and go for the endless screens. Go to the Gallery. Go to Ocean, go for the win. For more information, visit theoceanac.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's get into the uh, actual matchup here and uh, get in on the Eagles offense against the Chiefs defense. Adam, uh, this is, you you just said it. You think it's going to be a pass fest, right? You've got Jalen Hurts ready to kind of open it up. Yeah, we haven't seen it the the first two games of the postseason because we haven't had to see it. Uh, but obviously, you look at the passing game and the Eagles' wide receivers against these Chiefs' corners, and there should be some opportunities there. So let's start with Hurts in the run game, because that's where it all starts with the Eagles. He is the major focus of the run game, and Miles Sanders' success comes a lot off of, of, of RPOs and Hurts. The team's not being sure where he's going to go, and I, I've said this many times lately. He does such a great job of hiding the football that they don't know if he's handing off or going to run. And you saw this against the Niners. They sometimes they stood still. I don't know what they were doing, but in the end, as we, as we sort of go forward here with this 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 uh, Chiefs team, Willie Gay is a downhill linebacker. He's a thumper. He's a good football player, but they're not a their Eagles run defense, which was much maligned the first half of the season. The Eagles run defense is just better. Uh, they're not a very good run defense. They're very average. You could run against them, 
though I think it'll be a pass fest. Now, here's what could happen. This is sort of an asterisk. And we've seen this. Where every once in a while, if they get up this great, now I'm talking, it's got to be a great start where they're going to pull, then they're going to throw the football. You saw it against Green Bay, 368 yards, whatever they had. Seen a couple games this season where we go, wow, they got up to such a great start. They just decided to keep running. That could always happen. Yeah. And the, my one thing I would worry about, and I, I've said this all week in every interview that I've had, and I'm going to give you more detail here. And I'll tell you why I feel this way. I think Hertz will be fine. I, I don't buy this. Is the moment going to be too big for him? Because he didn't look great in the last couple of games. So first of all, they didn't have to throw to win. He's mentally tough. My, my, my only issue is, though, if you're going to put it on him to throw the ball a lot, you just can't get so caught up in it. And it's not about forgetting about the run. Don't try to keep up with Andy Reid. Just run your offense. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't – coaches call co- – coaches bring up – there's a term that I got learned, learned from a coach. One time an offensive coach goes, throwing tempo. Don't feel like you got to keep throwing to stay ahead. Mm-hmm. Trust your defense. Run your offense. Go against their weaknesses. The Chiefs are not very good at corner. They're deep. You can beat them. We're going to get we're going to get into that in a couple minutes here when we get to the receivers. Run your offense, but check the game flow. If the Chiefs if the Chiefs are not stopping your run, keep going with it, but throw off your run game because they're going to have to drop a safety into the box. Right. You're going to see you're going to see Juan Thornhill in the box if they're not. He's one of their starting safeties. If they're not stopping the run, when they drop that safety, bombs away, throw it. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of what they give you. This is not a very good defense. They've got a great pass rush, and we'll get to Chris Jones in a minute. But overall, to sum this up, plays are there to be made. Make them. I have trust in Hurts in this game. I think he's going to rise to the occasion. And when they're there, go after it. They're a very young secondary, particularly corner. Yeah. The big thing you hear down here is what the Chiefs will really probably struggle with, because for the reasons you just mentioned, is that the Eagles will have four different options of what they want to do on almost any given play, especially when they're in their RPO mode, right? I mean, they're either going to run the ball with a running back, they're either going to run the ball with the quarterback, or they're going to throw a tunnel screen, or if there's press coverage on the outside, they're going to be able to throw it to Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. Now, think about if you're Nick Bolton, who's a pretty good linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about if you're Willie Gay. Who's a guy who can run a lot, right? Think about if you're safety, whether it's Justin Reed or uh, who's their other safety? Thornhill's good. Thornhill, player. Yeah, yeah, they're all good players. But when when you're mentally wondering which one of four plays they may do, you're trying to cheat one way, you're yeah. leading one way. They've this not is, faced anyone this like is, this. No, this is how the Eagles yeah. catch teams that yeah. are good out of position, at, like the like the, the, the 49ers. There were a couple times I saw Fred Warner, and he just was not in the right spot because he's thinking the play was going one way but the play was going the other way or it went to a different person. And that is the advantage that the Eagles have in pretty much every game they play. Now, sometimes they've played some fronts, Adam, that dictated what Jalen would do with the football. You can do that. That will be the chess match. Will Spagnolo say, hey, every time they're in the shotgun formation, I'm going to crash one of my edge defenders where I think the run is going and then make Jalen keep it and then sort of loop my my safety or linebacker around to try to stop him. The Bears did a good job of that. They hit him up, and they, they got him a shoulder injury. But not a whole lot of teams have had success trying to do that. No, and they've not faced a quarterback like this. This is and the way that the Eagles run their offense. And the great thing about, uh, in fact, I think Lewis Riddick said it on our show. 
this earlier this week. The Eagles could beat a, a, any defense any way they want to. There's not a there's not a defense that could really stop them if, if they're healthy, which they are. Mm-hmm. Well, healthy. They're relatively healthy. When the coach, when this staff has got it going, when they have a good feel for the the way the game's going to go, they'll take advantage of any matchup. But the one guy's a home wrecker is ninety five Chris Jones. They will line him up at end. He's a tackle, but they'll line him up at end to get it to get a matchup. We'll see how these co- the, We'll see how Spags sees this matchup. But overall, here, uh, this is just with the Eagles' offensive line being as dominant as it is. I'm not worried about Frank Clark. He's not the player he wants. So, as Karloftis is a power end, he's an okay player. He's a first rounder. Not a lot of teams liked him, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And Mike Dan, Mike Dana is more of a nickel rusher who's explosive. He's been a good story for them. Yeah, a 51 and Carlos Dunlop, number eight, uh, veteran DN who was kind of in the twilight of his his career. They've got a very good pass rusher, no doubt. But I, I'm not. This this defense is solid. Not is one of the D tackles. Uh, this 91. is a vintage Andy Reid coach team defense. I mean, oh, Jim, Jim Johnson yeah. was a great. I'm not yeah. anything away, but Jim Johnson fielded a light defense. He was light up front because he wanted to be fast. They didn't mind giving up rushing yards. They were usually pretty good inside the 20s, though, and they were good at creating turnovers. Not great. Th- not this a great team is not. Defense. That's no. correct. But they're but you're right. They can get upfield. This defense doesn't worry me. I know that. I know the Chiefs have good depth. You mentioned Jalen Watson, who's a rookie, but Trent McDuffie, who's a good player, is only five ten and one tenth of an inch. I am telling you that AJ Brown is going right. to get him. Glad you brought that up. It's going to happen. I had this conversation with Jay. Uh, AJ Brown needs to be, and probably very much will be, a bigger part of this game than he has been for the first two games. It's hard to see AJ Brown come out of this game with like four catches for thirty six yards. It's just really difficult. He he's got great matchups. They're going to recognize it from the start, and it wouldn't surprise me if you saw a shot play really early, uh, first possession a muscle job to, to to AJ. Even if like the one to Devonte Smith was a shot play, but it wasn't necessarily planned that way. It was fourth and three. He was rushed out of the pocket, threw it up there. Exactly. Uh, I think you're going to see something more like what you saw against the Steelers, what you saw against uh, – who's the other team? The Titans. They yeah, went r- right. right after. Well, you just didn't go care. right yep. after. They yep. went right after. Trent McDuffie is a competitive kid. Mm-hmm. Eagles loved him. He was the guy who was in play for them in last year's draft, but he's also small. And to me, A.J. Brown, this is such an advantage. I- I'm going to make this guy earn his money as a rookie. I'm going after him. The kid, Jalen Watson, the seventh rounder, has got size out of Washington State. It's been a good story. But he's a seventh rounder for a reason. I'm going after him. I, I'm gu- all guns are blazing in this game. I'm, I'm getting after it, and I'm mixing Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell in. Kenny Gainwell's a guy that it's they got to get him more involved in the pass game, yeah. dump-offs. I mean, you saw it a couple catches in the, in the last game, which were pretty nice. Right. Gainwell could be a factor here when they run it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go to the offensive line. Um any, I mean, obviously the Eagles, you're, you're never really concerned about the matchups there because they're so good. The only one area, uh, and again, if the if the Chiefs sort of decide they want to bring a lot of pressure, they want to dictate, they want to force Jalen to hold the ball. This is really improved against the Blitz. I'll no, it's, it's not it. even that. Yeah. It's it's more Lane Johnson now not facing a mush rush, but people who are going to come right at him maybe with one or two, maybe overload Chris Jones, on his side. Put Chris Jones on. We'll put it, I was going to bring that up. Board yeah. making Chris Jones, which they did against the – well, they've done that a lot this year, and you put a big, powerful body across from him. That's really the only concern I would have. Lane – And we, the free rushers. By the way, we got to get yeah, to that in a second. 
Lane has done this. We had this note before the before the first game back. We said on our pregame show that what we are hearing is he found a way in practice to manipulate his body. Like, let's say there's like 30, 40 movements an offensive lineman has in, in a game. He already eliminated like 10 that he just couldn't do. He's like, okay, here's my 20 I can do. I'll cheat on the others. I'll, I'll figure out a way to manipulate like my hands or my, my, my hips and figure out a certain way to do it. And that's exactly what he's done. Right. This guy is sort of subhuman in the way he does this. I don't, who knows how these players play through injuries. And Avon had the same injury that tore an adductor tendon. Mm -hmm. But if I'm the Chiefs, I'm putting Chris Jones over him. I got to put my best pass rushers, Chris Jones. Frank Clark's not, he's not bad, just not the player he once was. Right. You got to make, you got to make Lane Johnson move. Absolutely. I don't like what the, the Niners game plan was. It just didn't work. No, it did not work. And we'll see if Steve, and look, Steve Spagnolo. He's not Don Martindale. I don't want to make a comparison. Uh, what he's good at, though, and Greg Cosell had a conversation with us about this, is making you think the pressure is coming from one way and one place and it comes from another place. He is good at getting free rushers. And we even saw that against the Niners. Even though the Eagles won the game easily uh, in the first quarter, there were a couple of breakdowns from uh, communications. It was not getting beat individually. It's just two guys blocking one guy and then one free rusher coming through. Eagles can't have that happen. They've had that happen a couple of times throughout the year. They cannot have that happen this time. And always remember, the Eagles are, it's. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They don't really keep a tight end in. I mean, I know they'll play 12, but they're not keeping a tight end in just for pass protection. They like 12 for matchups. Sure. Keeping stolen. Exactly. They want Goddard to go out for passes. Right. I'm just... Spags is interesting. He he's not blitzing as much as he has before, but he selectively blitzes. Like he'll go heavy, like you said, overload. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to find something. I just don't know. Other than Lane's injury, say Milo's not a weakness. He's playing very well. Dickerson's healthy enough. Kelsey's elite. He's still playing great, and Milo's been solid. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see because the Niners didn't the Niners didn't do what we thought they would do because they just were so scared of Hurts. And the RPO game, you kind of know what the Eagles are going to do, and everything they do is dictated off of Hurts and, and on the RPOs, but no one's been able to really stop it. Right, right. So also on the offensive line, Adam, before we move on, I didn't even realize this. Uh, we've had an intern helping us out with some analytic work. Uh, his name is Sam Finkel. Does does a great job. So we thank Sam for helping us out. He had a breakdown of all five Eagles offensive linemen. And, you know, some of the stuff is pretty obvious on the inside. They've been very good. Lane Johnson has been unbelievable, otherworldly, as far as not allowing sacks and very few pressures. But Jordan Mailata, from a pass protection standpoint, is what you would consider the weak link of the chain. And that's that's not like calling him. a lot him, to say, right. Yeah, right. But, uh, because it's such a great offensive line. Yeah. But he, I think the, it was six sacks that he allowed this year and a number of pressures. And he is going to line up against Frank Clark or they're going to put Frank Clark and uh, who's the other pass rusher? Lopez, but he's uh, not much of a pass rusher. No, no. But strong guy. Again, 
you know, Jordan Mailata is the one that that probably is targeted by their team. Yeah. Saying we can edge him a little bit. I would say Mailata. He's. I don't. I hate to see he's leveled off. He's just. He's solid, but we're not at the Pro Bowl level guy. He's yeah. not. He's not there yet because he's still new to the game. We just expect because he's been so such a surprise that it's just going to be. Because there's some times where where you get access to what people thought of the coach tip. You go, oh my, I can't believe he's this good. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes he's not quite as good. Right. So that plays into what you're talking about. But overall, I just don't see a matchup. Like, okay, if, if Jordan can't help sorting, like let's say they overload on his side because there are rules for sorting. Mm-hmm. If he struggles with it, okay, that's probably part of it because he doesn't have exposure to some of these kind of blitzes. And this is, by the way, it's a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know Andy Reid's going to sh- show stuff. Right. Spags is probably going to bring something that maybe he hasn't shown this season. Probably. All right. So that's the challenge that faces the Kansas City Chiefs defense is dealing with this multi-dimensional Eagles offensive. Oh, by the way, happens to have an unbelievable offensive line. All right. We'll get into the Eagles defense versus Chiefs offense in a second. Now we want to take a moment to talk about our friends at Flow Blend. Nate and the great people over at Flow Blend have created CBD pouches that are designed to boost energy focus and improve mood but their main focus is to help people quit nicotine hey if you don't believe us just check out all the reviews customers left telling their story on how flow blend helped them quit it's on their website flowblend.com it's got they've gotten rated 4.8 out of five stars and flow blend is offering a 20 percent off to all listeners who use the code inside the birds that's one word inside the birds at flowblend.com all orders over $49.99 include free shipping and all order ship within 24 hours. Flow Blend is also launching a new cinnamon haze flavor. It's actually been launched already, and they have an apple flavored pouch. Those are 50% off until stock runs out. Flow Blend create Flow Blend created a first of its kind. Nitro. Uh, this is gonna be a, a word I've not come along okay. before. A first of its kind, no tropic. Or no tropic, <laughs> neutro pick. My fault. First of a kind, neutro pick pouch that was crafted with ingredients known to boost focus, mood, and strength. The pouches are called Formula One, and they come in three different flavors. The founder of Flow Blend uses used to work at Wildland Fires and saw how hard guys would push it to get push past it to get the job done. Formula One pouches are a great tool to be at your best when it matters most. Quitting nicotine is tough. It really helps to have that tool that makes it easier. A person needs a shovel to dig a hole or a hammer to build a house. Now you got Flow Blend to help quit nicotine. All right. So let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs offense against this Eagles defense. Oh, one thing I do want to add. Legarius Sneed was added after Thursday's practice with a knee issue. Oh, okay. So he's a slot corner. We we don't know. Uh, that's and he's really a good player. He he kind of was an outside corner and he's, he's now an inside corner. So we have we'll we'll learn more later today. And then also, by the way, this is actually pretty cool. And unless something's changed, I don't. I, I doubt it. There's usually a, what's called a pool report. One national reporter per conference mm-hmm. gets to go to every practice and kind of write what he sees or she sees. So there's usually a walkthrough report. So if Sneed is not in the walkthrough, we'll know about it. Mm, they have to talk about it. So that, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and also for the Eagles, we should add one more after Thursday's practice. Uh, 
And this is in now. This is important. Britton Covey was added with a hamstring injury. He was limited. Mm. Now that if he can't play, this could play into a an elevation for the game, like Greg Ward or somebody like that. Now there was a great story on our website, InsideTheBirds.com, written by Andrew Checo about Greg Ward being sort of a guy whose role is completely different than it was two years ago when he was the team's leading receiver, but yet still making an impact. The younger receivers love him. He enjoys his role. Obviously, it's very limited, but he still gets to be on the team, and he really enjoys the chance to win the Super Bowl. It is crazy. It's unbelievable. (laughs) And and, and the former staff uh, debating whether he should be on the roster. It took them three years to figure out the guy could play at this level. But anyway, yeah. uh, so that's it. So those are the late injuries, and what we'll – we will definitely be talking about them on the pregame show and kind of where where we're at with them. But we'll and we will uh, if we feel like we need to put a piece on the website, we'll put a piece on the website about these injuries updated. But overall, again, it's a situation where if the guy could walk, he's playing the Super Bowl. You got to play. You got to play. Yeah, got to play. All right. So Kansas City Chiefs offense versus the Eagles defense. I would say that most oh, people that we spoke to who really know Andy Reid well and know or have ties to the coaching staff. We, we've, you know, I'm not just talking about people we've interviewed, but people sure, we've sure. Uh, coming around here say that Andy's going to have a plan to deal with Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat. And it's not just going to be, my guys are going to block them. It's going to be something more along the lines of they expect to move him outside the pocket a lot, even though he's got a gimpy ankle. They expect a lot of quick game, a lot of screens. Jason Avant, oh. one guy thinks it's going to be a, Oh, I got something for you. Yeah. I talked to my friend Warren Sharp. Warren okay. said that there's one weakness the Eagles have. It's within 10 yards are not very good. Whether it's a running back, a tight end, they just – it's because of the spacing they give up. In, 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 in Warren's stats, he sent me his, his report for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He said the one area you can get them, they're elite over 20 yards. Because nobody has time to throw the ball down the field. That's part of it, and they're not very – they're just for whatever reason within 10 yards it's kind of like you can't cover every blade of grass right we'll give this up to you so this is where this is where kelsey could could hurt them obviously mckinnon Mm -hmm. jerk mckinnon inside the red zone i love his i love his uh, anytime touchdown yeah i don't know clyde edwards alaire would would be a factor but mckinnon to me pacheco also caught five balls in the last playoff game but he's really not a pass catcher right Juju Smith-Schuster in the short area, so just keep an eye on that. Yeah, one of the points I had made to Greg uh, Cassell, who told me that was uh, a great point, even if I didn't mean it intentionally, just, just <laughs> inside Greg. joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that Jarek McKinnon is sort of like to Patrick Mahomes this year what James White was for Tom Brady, and before James White, it was who. I mean, early on, it was Kevin Falk, right? It was, I was going to say Kevin Falk, Shane was, Vereen. Shane, yeah, but there was another. Well, actually, I saw like, here this week. Big time. Pa- who was the guy you just always throw to? Oh, Danny Falk, Woodhead. Danny Woodhead. Or there's a the called Danny Woodcock. No, hey, now. All right. So, uh, hey, yeah. I'm just saying. Hey, that's that. his name. Right. So, yeah. So, I, I, you can see that from McKinnon, not just because he relies on him, but he's a great pass protector. Mm-hmm. So, he's going to be another guy that helps negate or neutralize or attempt to uh, the edge rushers and Sweat and Reddick, but he's also a really good pass catcher, and he has an innate sense of where to be, and Patrick has an innate sense of where to find him, and Incredible. he has turned a lot of short passes into big He's not like Darren Sproles. I mean, he's a good runner, but just within this offense, he's been able to take the ball, turn upfield, and make some plays. McKinnon has just been incredible. Ronald Jones almost – if 
CEH is up. Jones will not be active. McKinnon in the short areas, the guy I'd be uh, again. I like it. I like that prop. I'd be worried about him. And then also Sky Moore now is getting more snaps now. Mm-hmm. Part of it is because Justin Watson, former Penn receiver, missed their last game due to illness. He's fine. He's not even on the injury board. He's a shot play guy. He's tall. The Eagles have we we've outlined this before. The Eagles have struggled at times against taller receivers. I don't know what it is. Right. It's not like the Eagles' corners are small. They're at both over six feet, but they just I don't they get leverage sometimes. Watson could run. MVS can run. Valdez Scanlon's a shot play guy. He doesn't catch a lot of passes. Sky more in the slot, but he's good running after the catch. Kadarius Tony is an X factor. That's the I guy I would worry about. about. That's him. the guy that Warren Sharp, I think, was talking about. That's a guy in the short area. Jet sweep. End around, something like that. Yep. Be ready. Andy's, you know, Andy is going to pull this stuff out there. Oh, yeah. He's going to pull out the gadget store. 100%. Absolutely. And that would be the be guy. Ready. To worry about. Be ready. Be ready. Now, everybody's been tell- telling us, you know, when we were in Philly, we got a lot of feedback, a lot of emails, a lot of uh, from fans. It, this this is all right. All the Eagles got to do is shut down Travis Kelsey. And I think we've done a really good job this week of talking to different people, whether it's Avant or well, it starts with Kelsey, obviously, but yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, You're not going to stop ex- him. Explaining that he, he, there's, he he's not your conventional route runner. He's so good at freelancing, improvising, and finding spaces in the zone just on where he thinks he should be. And Patrick Mahomes and him are on such a great wavelength together that that's why every defensive coordinator every week says, oh, I'm going to draw the red circle on Travis Kelsey. And the man still comes out with eight to 10 catches and two touchdowns. And they cannot have the back-breaking seam passes with him. Uh, it, it never it never no. ceases to amaze me when, when, you, when teams play zone. Cover three beaters cover four beaters or are, are, are tight ends left hash right hash it's just or deep middle and now greg cosell said to me and, and he and i had a long discussion he doesn't think it'll be kaiser white he's pretty he's pretty convinced it's going to be cj gardner johnson yeah now gardner johnson is amazing football player he had a learner's defense on the fly-in season he's just been a great story of development but that's a tough matchup for me. I know Kaiser White's coverage numbers were not as good as they were in the first half of the season, but CJ Garner Johnson's under five eleven. All right, now, now I think a bracket could be smart. Bracket them. I'm not worried about these chief receivers. Right. It starts with Kelsey. You're not going to stop him. Can you control him? Hold him for six for seventy. I'll take eleven. I'll take eleven or twelve yards per catch. But the back breaking catches demoralize the defense. So, and the secondary concern to that, Adam, is if you are going to use C.J. Gardner-Johnson in more of a slot role on Travis Kelsey, what you're doing is running sort of a 5-1 front, not a 5-2 front, because you need that extra guy uh, for both Maddox and C.J. Gardner-Johnson to be on the field, five right? And, five. and that means you're taking Kaiser White off the field. It's not that I think Kaiser White's the, the big difference maker, but when you play that 5-1 front, that's when the, you can get a little loose in your run defense, because you really only have T.J. Edwards out there as a run defender and the chiefs are really good at running with Pacheco out of passing formation. So it might look like they want to throw to Travis Kelsey. You might think you've got him well defended with Gardner Johnson, but what they're really doing is setting you up to be able to run with Pacheco. I, but I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you take that. I'll take that all day. Let the, and and he won't do it. He just won't. Pacheco might wind up with 15 carries, but he might only have the only 15 carries. Yeah. Only carries of the game. Cause it's just, you you want to invite them to run the football. Andy's not – he just doesn't want to do it, and he's smart because you should come out passing. Now, 
Warren Sharp felt that there were some plays you could make against the secondary, but he just, again, felt that the short area, they give up so, you know, because they play off coverage. They rarely press. They just don't believe in it. And the players like playing off coverage and then close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought they did a great job closing against uh, the, the nine of receivers. And I get it. Mm-hmm. After Purdy got hurt, it was, it was, a, it was a nightmare for them. But you know, overall, to me, it's, it's controlling Kelsey. Look, let them run all day. And you got to play good red zone defense. And the problem, and getting back to Mahomes, is look, he's going to see some creases in your defense. He's going to find a soft spot to throw the football. Just play your keys, what, how they're taught. Don't get out of what they, ta- what they taught you. Just pl- run. And, and Gannon, too, by the way, he, he cannot get passive. If you're going to back off the whole game, he's just going to – He's this year, because there's no Tyree kill, they'll nickel and dime. They're happy to do that. Mm-hmm. And you just can't let these guys run free. And, and, and the one thing is the free access stuff. Yeah. Can't get back to free access because it's Andy Reid, one of the best play calls in NFL history. He's going to take advantage of it. He's going to find something. Don't screw it up, Gannon. Do you have a little concern about a guy like MVS, Marquette, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and yeah. his his ability to make big plays against James Bradbury, who has been beat a few times this year down the field? And and I'm not worried. I know people brought up when Slay got beat by uh, Kenny Galladay. That's like a one of oh, a that was a, yeah blue play, impromptu play. And he was right there with him. He just beat him. But no, we went. We've talked about this. Metcalf got them. Right. Rashawn uh, Sheehy got uh, Bradbury. Rashid, 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 could sorry, Rashid, could Rashid, fly, yeah. by the way, and yeah. and uh, oh, um, Devontae, uh, was it? Wait, who, who got them this year? The Eagles. Uh, there was also a kid on the Texans see. that got Bradbury. Uh, oh, Chris Moore got him. Yeah, six one. Yeah, out of UVA. Right. No, they've they've gone against get guys who've leveraged them, and I don't know why they get leveraged. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't happen. These are two veteran corners, but overall, they've been two of the best corners in the National Football League. Like t- two of the top ten but they just have to play a little bit stronger. How do you see it? Do you see it as a high-scoring game? Not, f- not 41-38, yeah, but I think both yeah. teams are going to gonna get – I think one high team's going to get at least get 30, okay. and the, t- the team that doesn't will get right. high 20s. All right. Yeah, okay. that, That's the way I see it. That's a good good segue here as we finish it off. Anything else that we have on the Eagles? Okay, defense? yes. The last thing I'm going to tell you, it's Andrew Wiley. Okay, the right tackle. Oh, yeah. In fact, he, Sam Finkel had brought up the stats. That gonna, I was dude, shocked dude, when I saw on the um, research that I did how often this man has been beaten. I cannot believe he's just – I know Neon got hurt. He had an ACL – couple. I think it was an ACL a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You know who's on their team? Prince Tega Wanago. I saw that. Prince Tega. Uh, still there. I, <laughs> I remember some guy. <laughs> what they draft? Oh, I think I remember. Some guy came after Some us. guy emailed us and he said, said no Prince Tego Wanogo it, yeah. it did not allow a single sack his senior year at Auburn, and he was going to be a 10-time Pro Bowl left tackle. We were out of our mind. And we were out of our mind saying he was going to have to fight to make right. the team. Uh, it's just not, he that was had the rod in his leg, so we, we kind of knew he was. Yeah, the, the Eagles missed on that one, but we kind of knew that when he was drafted. You don't really miss on a sixth round pick. No, but right? we thought he had no chance based on what we had heard, and that turned right. out to be true. But hey, good, he's lucky. He's on their fifty three. So yeah, for him. But that is a matchup number seventy seven, folks. That is a matchup that, and you mentioned earlier to start the show. Well, Andy does not like to chip. Is he going to do it? Because he's going to have to. Because I'm telling you, they're gutting after 77. That is the matchup. If the Eagles win that matchup, they're in tr- Chiefs are in trouble. I don't care how great Mahomes is. Mm-hmm. He's a scrambler, more of a runner. Now, he'll have a couple of backbreaking runs where he sees a lot of daylight. But to me, 
it's the matchup of the game. It, it's get it beating Wiley, which they should absolutely do. Yes. Now, the stats I was referring to, and this again from Sam Finkel, okay. Andrew Wiley at right tackle, nine sacks allowed, five quarterback hits, 39 hurries. But the really one that, that gets to me, 23.2% pressure allowed on dropbacks. If you compare that to everybody else on the line, although I will say, you know, Orlando Brown's a good left tackle. You know, they gave up a lot. They got him. Um, his pressure rate is 23.6. He is someone that I surprisingly found out down here is someone that maybe isn't as highly regarded as maybe Orlando Brown regards himself. I mean, we know he wants a contract. Not a great athlete. Yeah. He's, he's a tough guy like his dad. Right. Uh, a good player, but not great. And by the way, right. one thing we should mention from my friend Warren Sharp, I knew this, but the way he encapsulated it is very interesting. So I knew the Chiefs run defense when you look at the running backs they face other than josh jacobs it's not it's not great said second easiest run schedule by his statistics they rank still below average though Mm -hmm. he said the chiefs have played seven games versus top 15 run offenses and and that's it that's it and they've played five games versus a top uh, versus top 10 run offenses so this is a team the eagles when they decide this is what baldy was saying and any, anyone we've had this week, when the Eagles decide we're taking the game over, running the football, it's over. Yeah. The, the Eagles, the, those the, those little traps, inside zone plays, they crushed the Niners on it. That's one of the best fronts in football. Yeah, it was. They really, really blew them off the ball. And it's, like you said, Incredible. it wasn't anything intricate. It was just double inside teams. zone. Double, double team. They're double teams. Up front, up front. Did you see the all 22 double teams? Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't know what else has to happen here. <laughs> I, I I get that the Eagles are their favorite. They, they clearly are the better team coming in here. Right. As Ross Tucker explained, when you have a 360-pound Jordan Mailata next to a 350-pound Landon Dickerson, that's over 700 pounds of it's men of coming at you. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to get to our score prediction in a second. want to make sure you check out our friends at PHLSportsNation.com, enhancing the fans' experience with their coverage of all Philadelphia sports teams. For the fan, by the fan is their motto, so make sure you check them out at PHLSportsNation.com and on Twitter at PHLSportsNation. And let's pause real quick for one more word from our friends at Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars in Westchester is a different sort of dealership. All it takes is one look at their Highline pre-owned vehicles that people all over the country want to see. Owner Brett Schiller, make sure you don't spend a dime of your money before you purchase the car. Sky Motor Cars allows you to make all the decisions regarding your next vehicle. At Sky Motor Cars, you never have to spend more than necessary. Visit SkyMotorCars.com today or call 610-918-7225. And if you uh, happen to stop in at Sky Motor Cars in Westchester, PA, make sure you tell them Adam and Jeff sent you. You'll get a great deal. All right. This is the last one of the year. Make it a good one. This is... Remember with the Niners, I felt a little bit squeamish early on, but later in the week, I'm like, all right, the Eagles are going to beat the Niners. Felt pretty confident of it. In fact, I won a particular blowout, but it's just because the Niners' defense is so good, and they wind up blowing them out, but not for the reasons why I thought. But this game here, look, it's it's a tough one. It's going to be a tight one. I got it. Chiefs 27, the Eagles 30. Way to stay to form. Yeah. I had to do. People love that. 30-27? Yeah. Wow, it's that's over. tight. It's over. Oh, that's over definitely over. Yeah, if they cover. Eagles will cover. Well, they cover the the spread is basically yeah, a pick hey. right? All right, one uh, one and a half. One one and a half, right? Uh, I will say this: 
all, I came down here thinking that the, the Eagles were going to be up by three to five in the fourth and score a touchdown with about eight, eight or seven minutes left to go and really put the pressure on the Chiefs by going up, you know, 10 to 12 points, making it a two-possession game. I've thought that all along until about five Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. And I, I just think that Andy will have more of a plan to combat what the Eagles do well than maybe I anticipated. Uh-oh. Uh, I do think the Eagles are going to win, oh, so I'll good. take the drama away there. I think it's going to be close as well. I'm going to say that the Eagles win 36 to 30. 66 points. Yeah. Now I'm confident Hurts is going to play well. I just worry about asking him to throw the ball 40 times. If it has to happen, I think he could do it. He's showing he could throw 30. Well, I'm worried only because that just showed that to me says that they weren't able to kind of get what they normally oh, get. Oh, their going defense must have sucked. No, no, no. If they, oh, or that, right. Or their the, defense the, must have struggled. Suck. No, because yeah. they're going to throw fast. I, as, as much as I've been so happy with his progress this season as we evaluated him and he's shown he could throw at a higher volume, 40 or more is a lot for a young guy that hasn't really had to do it yet. But now, now I'll say this: He did a great job. People forget the Chiefs game last year, where they got their defense was terrible. Tyreek yep. Hill ran rampant against them. Hertz played really well in that game. That was a time with three hundred and eighty yards. He had to throw the ball a lot, but again, he hasn't had to do it very much. And this is a lot to ask, but I do believe he's up to the task. But just don't put him in a position where he's got to throw to win the game, like like second half, like they're behind by ten. Yep, and that would scare me because that would mean that Gannon didn't do his job, like he got passive. Definitely. Definitely. All right. And all that's left is the game to be played. That's going to do it for this episode of Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. As always, we thank you for flying with us inside the birds.